Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life, life, life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Very happy to be here with Eric Mott. Eric, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Eric, you're the founder of Creator Base. Tell us a little bit about your community and your blog and its mission and purpose, and, and we'll, we'll dive further with lots more questions. Sure. So, I mean, fundamentally, I believe that we're all creators. Um, you know, regardless if you believe in some God or not, the point is, is that we've been brought onto this earth to create value, to do things that are good for society, good for our families, business, and so on and so forth. So I founded Creator Base years ago, and it really started out around 2002 um, on a subscription model where I was actually charging people to subscribe. This was before you know, charging for social media was in fashion, but we actually were able to generate some revenue. Well, it got a little complex, and I decided to simplify it and only use a blog platform, which is currently TypePad, and just social channels like Twitter and YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. So it's really a community for creators, their stories, and their talents. And we occasionally collaborate on projects, and we've got our first project that we've just collaborated on uh, called Creator Stand. It's a consumer product. We'll get into that in a second, but let me ask you some questions about your, your community. How many members sure. are part of the community, and, and maybe you could just shed some light on the, the, the reach you have and, and what kind of collaboration goes on? Sure. So, I mean, with any social media effort, it's, it's, it's often hard to determine how many people are actually looking or sharing or that sort of thing. Um, we have just under 100 Facebook followers. Many of these people are from my network through the various years of working with folks at a number of great companies. Um, I've been primarily involved in technology-type companies, you know, software companies, very high-tech initiatives, so a lot of wonderful contacts over the years. And so I've kind of, if you will, cherry-picked a few people that I really think are very talented. But it's an open community for anyone either to read the content um, or to, to join up. And we often feature creators from the community. In this case, on the blog we have right now, someone featured from Indiegogo, uh, Danae Ringelman, and there's a video talking about crowdfunding. Cool. So you, you've had your, your first launch, so that's kind of exciting. Tell us about Creator Stand. Yeah, so, you know, this is a, a product that's very low-tech. Uh, in simple terms, it's a contemporary reading stand for people and brands on the web. Uh, it's also eco-friendly, and it's made in the USA. Um, what we did was we started with something that actually started 20 years ago. Um, the original product was created 20 years ago called CopyGrip, and it was, this was before the Internet, before email, and it was sold to stores like Office Depot and college bookstores, and it was very difficult to sell then, before the Internet, a single product in the mass market. In fact, it's still somewhat difficult. But along the, the way, there were various what I call BAM moments, um, big action moments.
Um, and it's one of those things where the ideas kind of changed the product. It got patented. It was redesigned to be more Internet and eco-friendly. And then just recently, we crowdfunded it with Indiegogo successfully, and we started shipping the product, and we had a couple of significant orders from that from that effort that just finished in September. How how much money did you raise? Yeah, so you know we raised just over fifteen thousand, and that may sound like very little because a lot of crowdfunding campaigns often were raised in you know the hundreds of thousands. Uh, you probably heard of a few stories and different publications of you know many thousands, millions of dollars. But we, we really just needed to get the, a few things done to bring it to market. And, you know, crowdfunding is a pretty intense effort. In our case, it was about 45 days long, the campaign, from start to finish. And, uh, you know, we covered what we needed, and now we're moving into the next phases. And I think it was a success because we were able to um, receive a big order uh, from a public software company, from someone who didn't necessarily know us, but you know, liked the proposition, the product, they paid, uh, which is always nice, and we shipped, and we covered our initial startup costs for this phase of the product. So, in that regard, it was a su- successful campaign. And was the order? Tell, tell me just a little bit about the product itself and and what your yeah. marketing strategy is behind it. Can, can you? Everyone can obviously take a look at the product. It's basically a stand that gets mailed to you in a clever creative package, if I could describe it for you, and it turns itself into a book stand that sits beautifully next to a, a laptop. Yeah. Um, but w- what's your marketing strategy behind it, and, and who's buying this? Are you trying to try to sell to end consumers, or are you going to business and corporations that put... Yeah, good good question. So, yep. um, the, like I said earlier, it's, it's, very, it's a contemporary reading stand. So there's a hundred you know, gazillion reading stands out there. But what Creator Stand does that others don't is, one, it takes the packaging that the product comes in and it makes it part of the product. So it's an eco-friendly product, first and foremost. Secondly, the product, um, the device method and system is patented. So the functional, you know, the thing that it does, it holds reading materials, books, papers, you know, binders, whatever, clipboards, next to your computer if you're a student, and you're inputting a lot of information on your on the web or on your computer, or if you're someone in the office or someone a blogger even who will take often input from you know printed sources, it just holds it at a comfortable position. But because the packaging, the paper part of the product, flips around and becomes part of the product, one could say it's it's also like a little mini billboard next to your internet connection. So if you think about the way the world has you know, evolved through, you know, retail and commerce is we used to drive down the street, look at a billboard, see a store. Then we would go to the store, walk down the aisle, see a product. Then we would buy the product. Well, nowadays with the Internet and, and the adoption, of not only the Internet on the desktop level, but also with your mobile device and your tablets, anyone who has kind of a, a functional product like a reading stand but will also serve as a bit of a billboard or information device, we think that's going to be useful to brands who want to stand out on the web. Hmm. And, and so the company that you that placed a big order with you, how are they using the product? Yeah, so I'd actually love to be able to tell you the name of the company, but, and I just had a conversation with them 
few days ago. They're not quite ready to, to share, but I can give you a little bit of specifics. So they're the largest, I would say the largest and most successful email service provider plus digital marketing software company on the planet. Um, they, had a, they have an annual user conference, and it's quite successful. Just just occurred recently. And so what they did was they ordered uh, nearly 1,000 units to hand out for their training courses. And the product was imprinted with training material and branding. It was provided to the customers who were in the training class. And the customers at the time during training were using them to reference material. There was a really nice brand impression when you came into the room and you sat down at the desk with your computer uh, with the creator stand next to it. And um, they loved it. Um, and I think they're probably going to order some more. And we're also talking to other companies that would use it for similar application, you know, giving to customers, giving to employees. You know, universities and schools can certainly provide these for students. Um, any brand that wants to help the customer or their user be more comfortable, productive while using their desktop computer, but also stand out. There's so much uh, digital, what I call digital clutter, happening between email and web and social media that, I mean, let's face it, you know, brands and people and the, and, the, and the organizations we do business with, we often just, they, they get overlooked. So the product helps to not only provide, you know, reading comfort, but also messaging, kind of a content or customer experience they wouldn't normally be able to, to have. Very interesting. Tell, us, tell me a little bit about the cost point that you're looking at to, say, purchase a thousand of these. And will that ever be disclosed on the site, I assume, at some point? Yeah, what, yeah. What the, kind of the ballpark price point? Yeah, the site is creatorstand.com. And, you know, we're early stage. So we, we just, again, the product was kind of took many years to get to its point. And then um, I was working at a company called Ektron up until June, which is a CMS software company, a great company, and uh, decided just to kind of uh, part ways. And, and I thought, all right, here's my window to go off and get this thing done, to get it uh, finally, the packaging designed, to finally launch the product. We didn't even have a brand name at that time in June. We decided to call it Creator Stand for, for some of the reasons I described earlier. Um, and because other creators can help design it so that it has some brand and messaging value. So I reached out to, um, you know, uh, I started looking at crowdfunding as a way to get this thing finished and go to market. So we're very early stage at this point, and we're just building out the website. We're starting to pitch to customers and, and agencies and that sort of thing. Very cool. So back to my question on the <laughs> price point. I've already yeah. in my mind made a purchase of, of, of some products on this. It would fit perfectly with writer access and some stuff we're yeah. doing over there with, with it's, writers. But it's do you have a price point on it yet? In 1995 is a suggested retail price. Retail price, got it. And if I bought 1000 at wholesale, what, what kind of uh, price points allow you to be profitable and, and make money? Is yeah. It, Come down it, it quite depends. a bit, and, and I mean, to, you know, to print on the logos on it, and you know, to to do the the printing on, on it as well. Yeah, there's a couple of different options for for printing. I mean, you know, the, the one company that we just sold to, they they chose to print both sides, highly customized. It was it was really slick looking, and there was a slightly higher price for that. It really comes down to what's the design need 
by the brand of the company that's buying them in bulk, and what's the quantity. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we're working from a suggested retail price of, of you know 19.95, um, and you can figure roughly wholesale it's about half that. Got it. Okay. So if I ordered, if I ordered a thousand, let's say hypothetically, and I wanted to have the printing done on it with my logo, would that be about ten bucks a pop? Is that the, yeah. the ballpark? Yeah. Conceivably, I know I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm the host of the show, so I understand you're giving me a little discount here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I want people to Absolutely. be excited about it. I mean, for the people that are often chiming into our show or our webmasters and attending trade shows on a regular basis. It's a really cool product. I mean, it, it, the listeners need to need to take a look at, at, at the site, but huge potential, uh, particularly, you know, it, 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 it's just, wow, it's a really exciting project. Have you thought about diving in a shark tank and putting in your application there? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. So, um, you know, actually, I, I have a little history with Shark Tank, ABC Shark Tank. And about a year ago, when I was in between roles, um, I decided to take a crack at it in Dallas. I auditioned for Shark Tank, um, and I was really early. I, I, I had just come back from Wimbledon. I only had two. And I didn't play. I would have loved to, but I'm not <laughs> that good of a tennis player. Um, but was fortunate to, to attend Wimbledon and go behind the scenes and interview Roger Federer and folks like that. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Point is, is I went and did the first attempt at Shark Tank. I learned a lot, but I, the product wasn't baked. And so um, it didn't happen for the last season. Well, in April of this year, they called me back and they said, well, you know, we'd like you to resubmit your video and, your, your, and do an audition. Now, I can't comment about where things stand in this season. Well, I can encourage you and, any, and the visitor or the listeners to just tune in. It's a, it's a wonderful show. It's, it's a good show for a few reasons. If you're an entrepreneur, you're always going to learn something. There's entertainment value. And, hey, you never know, you may see me in the tank. Sounds interesting. I love the fact that you're not disclosing it. That makes me think that you have signed a contract with them, and we'll see you on the show. I'm a big fan of the show, obviously. I'm an entrepreneur myself. so It's I'm a very long contract. I'll just put it that way. It's multiple pages, so. <laughs> the fact you even looked at it is very cool. I think you're, uh, you, you, it's really, really exciting. And no question, it's a very cool product, and I'm sure the staff's line up. Let's take a break, everyone, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with some more great questions. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world, Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? 
Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Warning. Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, Eric. Welcome back to the show. Really exciting uh, to be chatting with you today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. You know, we were talking earlier about... Yeah, you know, I've got some questions for you, and I'm sure you've got some answers. Um, but I want to ask you first about the overall uh, crowd crowdsourcing, uh, the fundraising raising part of, of of the campaign. How was that experience for you? Would you recommend it to other people? And more importantly, you know, well, yeah, go ahead and answer those two questions in general. You know, what, what, sure, what, what's, sure. What's your take on it? So um, roughly last year, I started looking at crowdfunding uh, just because. You know, I was intrigued. I had a friend from Shark Tank who, um, uh, Cubit's Toy, w- who was using the Kickstarter. And um, so Kickstarter was kind of a well-known uh, crowdfunding platform, and I was a backer, and I just naturally thought, well, I've been a backer for, for a few campaigns. Why don't I try to give it a go now in, in June of this year? And um, I got into it. I learned a lot. They had a lot of great resources. They have like a, a school you can go to, you know, online and, and learn how to become a crowd, you know, a campaign owner or a creator, as they put it. And I basically submitted the project, you know, with my video that I had recorded and the content, and it was rejected in eight hours. And I was I was stunned. Um, you know, one just from experience of using. SaaS type of applications or cloud-based applications that you're kind of subscribing to, and I'm not a criminal or a terrorist, so I thought, well, why the heck would, you know, (laughs) why would they reject me? So they had an appeal process, and I submitted, and I said, hey, I'll change whatever you want me to change. Just, you know, I'm a big supporter of your platform. And uh, a couple days later, I got rejected, and then they said, well, sorry, you're rejected, more or less, and but we hope you'll continue to be a backer. And I, I just kind of like, I was just, I was 
I couldn't believe it. I was really pissed off, to be honest with you. And I shut down the account, and I forever kind of perceived them as being click starter. They're like a click, you know. And I feel this way that, you know, a platform, any platform, any software company or the web should be able to be scalable. There shouldn't be judgment happening. But, you know, being an entrepreneur with a very short window, I decided I've got to figure out another solution. So I, I went to Indiegogo, which was another platform that I had heard of and but I hadn't used, and they have a whole different model, and it was very flexible and open. They have a customer happiness team, and I was successful. And, you know, that's what it's all about, is succeeding with limited resources. The breakup of your contributions is quite interesting, which you can find on the indiegogo.com forward slash creator stand. Um, it looks like you had one um, jumbo donation that came in of $10,000 where they received 672 creator stands. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Was that a surprise to you, or is that somebody that you had been talking with? Or Yeah, so um, the way it works is with, with crowdfunding is you try to reach out to people in your social network that you know, and of course family members and friends. And if you can do it you know, before your campaign launches to kind of pave the way, that's always good. Um, I did reach out. This is the kind of the mystery company that I'd love to be able to tell you who they are, but I haven't been mm -hmm. given permission to do, do that. I basically went to the VP of marketing, and they were, are, this company is very good about giving branded type things as part of their event experience. And I just said, hey, this would be a perfect, you know, kind of branded messaged item that we can customize for you. Would love to supply it to you. And shortly after, he responded through social media, and then he forwarded me on uh, internally, and then we basically closed it. Now, they sent me a check because they didn't feel comfortable um, using, they didn't have the system or the setup, the accounting system, to go off and do like a credit card for $10,000 for mm -hmm. this. So they sent me a check, and then I submitted it through the Indiegogo platform, and the ca then the cash was dispersed at the end of the campaign, and product mm -hmm. was shipped. Got it. And um, tell us a little bit about how Indiegogo works. It, it um, do, Did all the contributors you basically set up a whole bunch of perks for your con for your contribution. Um, did these people right. get any stock in the company or or not? Was it more product and giving product away? How did that all work? Yeah, so there's different different platforms have different ways of um, you know offering some sort of value to the contributor. In my case. Um, with Indiegogo, it's perks-driven, so it's not equity-oriented. There are other platforms that provide equity options. Um, so I set up the perks roughly to be very small amounts, with basically something like a sticker or a T-shirt or a thank you, some recognition, all the way through quantity breaks, so smaller quantity of product to large quantity customized um, you know, product. And, and I think it's typical of a lot of um, small business or entrepreneurial type, you know, product-oriented campaigns. The causes uh, or the other creative projects, they vary, but usually you give something in return, something of value, 
as opposed to something like equity. Would you recommend experience and, and was were the contributors primarily from your network or did you get people that contributed through the, the Indiegogo network? Yeah, no, they everyone had to go through the Indiegogo network. Uh, in other words, uh, when you're when you have a campaign, you know, you want the funds to go through the Indiegogo platform. Um, there are some fees collected. I had the flexible option, which is one of the things that um, Kickstarter doesn't offer. They're fixed campaigns, meaning if you don't hit your goal, you don't get funding. I chose flexible, but I communicated to everyone that, you know, if we didn't receive enough cash to cover the expenses, then I was going to just return the money. So in a way, it was kind of fixed on a flexible model, if that makes sense. Um, but because we received a significant order from the mystery company, uh, we, we basically, you know, reduced our costs. We determined that we could manufacture, we could kind of pull the trigger, if you will, and cover our costs and start shipping product, and it worked out great. What are your goals with with that product and, and with a creator base as well? What, what are you looking to do now? Yeah, I mean, I you know, like any small business, especially one that started out at, with crowdfunding, um, you know, friends or family or even strangers contribute to your, your campaign, they buy product. That's a, that's a very good thing, but the product really hasn't yet been validated on a big scale. Even though the, a few orders have been received, there's been some positive feedback, you really have to make sure that it's going to be well-received in the market. So we're, we're still you know, getting feedback and we're making tweaks. Um, we think it's a viable product and, and opportunity to grow, and really it's just about selling more of the product, reaching customers, um, businesses, not retail. We're not going to go retail just yet uh, because you can do the custom orders, large volumes, keep your costs in check, and you know, pretty, get pretty good distribution. So that's the plan for Creator Stand, the product. And by the way, Creator Stand isn't just about putting a logo. You can put QR codes, social icons, you know, any messaging. There's large panels that you can put information on that's meaningful to, you know, people that are using, you know, a website or that are customers of a brand. Mm-hmm. For a creator base, we want to continue to grow the community. We want to continue to provide good information that helps entrepreneurs and creators in general and, uh, you know, feature more creators on the site and you know, try to share best practices where we can. Terrific. What do you think you could get the cost per unit down to if you manufactured them in a much larger, more scalable way? Yeah, you know... Um, for for a retail sale, I'm thinking. You know, can you get it under nine ninety nine? You know, Can you get it down to you know, head overseas to China or Indonesia and you know, no, yeah. make it more you of a scalable mass market model? Yeah, yeah I think what we're going to do is we're going to... We, we want to manufacture in the USA. I mean, we, we want the people to work here. Um, not only is it a green product, but we, we really want people um, to benefit from, you know, this effort in the U.S. or North America. Um, I don't have a desire necessarily to, sh- you know, manufacture cheaper somewhere else because then you have other issues you have to deal with, costs and shipping and that kind of thing. In terms of we can lower the price, though. We can go multiple cavities. Right now it's a single cavity plastic injection mold. We can... Um, 
do things to, you know, simplify the product a bit so it's easier and faster to assemble, less, less plastic material. So there's ways to manufacture effectively here. But remember, it's not just a reading stand. There's also content that's associated with it, and there's design. So I think that there's a way to maintain a 1995, you know, retail price and still have enough margin there for distributors and, and for, you know, for a good return on the product. Have you had a conversation with Amazon yet? It's funny you ask. Um, well, years ago, I actually sent samples before the, the product was baked where it's at now. And I think it would be a perfect product for Amazon. It's really a perfect product for anyone who's serious about being on the, on the web, which is virtually every company, and has some sort of a brand experience and is concerned about customer experience. And to some degree, it's a bit of a content marketing tool. Uh, not in a digital way, but in a complementary way to the digital experience on the desktop. So I haven't talked to Amazon lately. If you know someone there, I'd love to uh, get an introduction. <clears throat> well, it, it could be one phone call for you that could open up a huge opportunity. Like I said, particularly if you get the lower cost down. I mean, can you imagine how this might help Amazon with, with conversion tuning? Right. You know, buy one more book and get a free, you know, book stand by Creator Stand, and, and guess what? It's going to, of course, feature the Amazon logo on it, right? Right. But, you know, you, you look QR at the user acquisition cost. I mean, it just seems like a total silver bullet there to take your marketing savvy and, and take it right to Amazon, and boom, you could be done. You'll, you'll be well-primed. The Shark Tank people will be very impressed when you say, yes, I've talked to the Amazon. I'm in discussions with them right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's that all could part be of all it, they you know. need to hear to say, okay, let's fund this. Have you thought yeah, of no, shark... value for the company yet? I'm curious. Has, I'm sorry, what was that? Have you thought of how you're valuing the company right now? Like how do you put no. a dollar value on its on – its, uh, you know, from an investor perspective, which is obviously something that you'll wrestle with if you make it to Shark Tank. Um, you know, it, it really depends on how you look at it, especially if you're presenting to the Sharks, you know, the valuation. Um, at this point, you know, I'm, I don't have specifics on that, but and it's a startup. We're early stage. But one thing that's been clear in my Shark Tank experience so far is the Sharks do like sales. They do like patented products. They like proof that a product is well-received in the marketplace. And that's partly why I went off and did this is because I want to, you know, be able to not only, you know, drive sales and, and validate the product and, and the market and such, um, but I want to do it in a, in a way where, you know, it's clear. I mean, it's, it's very transparent. I mean, with crowdfunding, it's pretty clear that what, what has happened or what hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I tend to be more transparent uh, there may be some, so we're probably going to continue to communicate how well this is going uh, via creator base. Well, Eric, it's been great having you on the show today. Thanks so much for your time. And thank you. How can people find you and the site and uh, get, a, get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more? Sure. So creator base is um, creatorbase.com. Uh, the product creator stand is creatorstand.com. We're on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, for those same, uh, you know, Creator Base and Creator Stand. And um, my email, I think, could be available, um, you know, should I tell you what the email yeah, is? Yeah, sure. Or? Have at it. Yes, but 
Sure. It's uh, Eric, E-R-I-C-K dot M-O-T-T at gmail.com. Terrific. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right on. Best of luck with the product and, uh, and everything you're doing. I think it's really exciting and it'll be fun to see how far you can take it. Best of luck to you. Until next uh, week, everybody, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks for tuning in. Signing off. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.